The views expressed in the podcast you are about to listen to are the opinions of the presenter and the cast. None of us are official representatives of the companies we work for, and we are in no way responsible for what we say. If you are offended or otherwise afflicted by these opinions, please push the unsubscribe button in iTunes and go do something else. Conversation Weekly for December 3rd, 2009. Show number 33. Podcasting from the Magic Kingdom. My name is Alan Dalsaksev. And podcasting from the top of the Kilimanjaro. My name is Morten Overly. And we will be guiding you through the show. To help us out this week, we've got our favorite Brit, apart from the Queen that is, William Ashurst, who's nice enough to spend some time with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a character animator, traditionally trained, uh, a TV series creator, and anything uh, you'd like me to be. Aww. Yeah. I'd like you to, you to be the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay? Uh, that's fine. <laughs> cool. So, uh, we'll be, Will will be spending uh, a lot of time with us, uh, hopefully in the future, and we'll have him on as often as he want to be on. Maybe, eventually, he'll get to uh, say his own lines in the introduction. Woo-hoo. So uh, here's this week's news. All right, so over at one of our favorite websites, slashfilm.com, uh, we could read that um, looks like Frankenweenie is going to become a feature animated or animated feature um, and uh, helping Tim Burton out with a. Uh, the scripts would be John August, who also helped out on The Big Fish and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And the rumor is that it might be shot in black and white, and um, it's going to be produced in London, where Tim Burton lives. So, uh, you guys excited about this? Yes. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a big stop-motion fan and a big Tim Burton fan. <laughs> cool. So there you go. <laughs> so, so I don't sound any more enthusiastic. <laughs> no, but I think it's going to be really great. I mean, there's there's never enough stop motion films, and they, they, it at least doesn't compare to the CG ones in uh, output. And it's just uh, they're too far beyond, uh, far apart. I think so. Yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing the some in, more. The interesting thing will be to see if they can make it into a feature length because the original is only half an hour. Yeah, and it, it could suffer the same way that Horton Hears a Who did. And, they, and also, they have to flesh out the story. And also, there's uh, I read in, in, in the, the article that they, they, there's going to be um, a lot more uh, well dead creatures because in the first one it's just a dog, right? Yeah, yeah, it gets run over. So there you have uh, it. I, yeah. I I I recognize this name, Frankenweenie. Is where's that from? <laughs> it was he, he did it. Oh, Frankenstein. Frankenweenie. Yeah, it's it's a, a spoof of Frankenstein. It's yeah. about it's it's it's. Yeah, I think it, he did it for Disney. A book. No, it's, it's a it's a, no. I think it's an original. He, he did a short film just after he made Vincent. Oh. He uh he was given yeah Disney didn't know what to do with him, so uh, <laughs> they said he going to make a film, and he went off and made this uh, half an hour sort of. Ah, that's where I heard it. 
Yeah, and then it, it's actually on the Nightmare Before Christmas DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I don't have that. I should check it out. Yeah, it's quite yeah, funny, should. actually. Maybe it's on YouTube. <laughs> it probably is. Everything's I, on YouTube. Oh, see it, see it in DVD. I prefer YouTube. Oh, okay. Cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Will, do you have any news for us? Yep. Uh, on Sunday, the 29th of November, it was the Children's BAFTA Awards in London. And uh, there was lots of animation uh, present in the, uh, in the categories. And some notable ones were Best Animation went to Studio AKA, or ARCA. I don't know how you pronounce that now. AKA uh, should do it. AKA, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Lost and Found won Best Animation, which is one of my favourite films of the last five, ten years, I think. Was uh, that for Best Animation as in technical animation, or is it for the just Best basic, short? Just Best Animation for Children. So okay. it, it, was up, it was up against... Uh, let's have a look. It was up against Art Sparks, which is, which is quite nice, and uh, Chop Suki Chooks, which is the, the art and TV <laughs> show. Have you seen any of that? It's like the no, cartoon of chickens. Yeah. Ah, okay. I don't think I have. 3D. It's a bit like it's a bit like 70s stuff. It's it's quite nice, but it's a bit uh, bit too much. Um, so, so <laughs> Will, do you know the origins of the BAFTA Awards? The origins? Yeah, or, uh, yeah. The, well, when they started and... Oh, what really? is this the BAFTA? I'm no, sorry. The BAFTA is like the, the British equivalent <laughs> of the Emmys and Oscars. So they're they're really you know prestigious award. Uh, it stands for British Academy of Film and Television Arts. Oh, and it's, okay. it's, it's been going for uh, probably ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge, huge award. So I I've been twice, so it's it's a real glitzy affair, like black tie and everything. So uh, were you nominated? Yeah. Yes, I was nominated. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you, sound, you sound so surprised now. I was almost like, let's out. You were? I were. But uh, I, uh, I didn't win. <laughs> but, next uh, time. There's always a next time. But as uh, another mention, uh, the feature film went to Coraline. That one best Shocking. children's animation film, which I, I didn't think was really a children's film. Uh, Good point. But it is, I well, suppose. And, I think it is. Do you? Well, yeah, absolutely. I it's it's, it's a, I guess it's a frightening uh, film if you're uh, young, but uh, for the uh, children uh, like seven years or older, I, I think it's probably fine, isn't it? Teenagers. Is that teenagers when you're seven <laughs> years or older? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just think if I was seven and I'd seen the movie, I'd be scared out of my... Yeah, it's, yeah, it's quite scary. It's good to be scared. Even when you're yeah. 30, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I it's Sorry. just a bit unsettling as a film. I think it's a bit. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily take my kids to see it. But, but how how old are your kids? Uh, they're not born yet. <laughs> okay. No they're, no, they're four and two. Four and two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so, that's way too young. Yeah. So, but but these BAFTAs sort of. A, it's it's probably from four up to a preschool up to twelve. So uh, that's the sort of age range these awards are for. And uh, yeah. But um, another thing is that there's an animation studio called Blue Zoo. Uh, they won, come and there's a, a director there called Adam Shaw who won the best breakthrough talent. But uh, you'll probably put it in the show notes, but I'll check out Blue Zoo's website. They do some really nice stuff. It, it's a, a very new studio. Studio. It's only been going for eight years. Okay, and, nice. Uh, they do really nice work. So it's kind of an inspiration for people who 
want to start their own studio and, and show you they've got a good overview of their work and how quickly they've progressed and uh, it's kind of it's good to see because uh, we all want to have our own studios and this place has, has done it and it's a really nice looking studio with really good cartoon animation and uh, yeah I really like it it's one to, they're one to watch and they've already done a show called Scurvy Rascals which is shown here in Norway and mm. uh, I um, and incidentally we were in a we were in a category together for one award show that we went to for best animation and uh, they beat my show with their scurvy hmm. rascals so I, I've kept a look out for them ever since then but uh, but we'll put their uh, website in the show notes but it's a really good studio great yeah and that's my news <laughs> that's your news <laughs> excellent I think you did good that was good <laughs> um I want to talk a little bit, bit about uh, Sita Sings the Blues because uh, I came across this little story about it uh, this week. Have you guys seen this show? No. Uh, it's uh, not a show, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a movie. And yeah, the you, one. Yeah, you, I know the one. You yeah. can see it on YouTube, the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. The the thing is that it's, uh, it's on a, it, it has a Creative Commons uh, share-like license. Which so, means? Which means it's uh, actually free. Um and uh she likes things that are free yeah and uh it was made by this uh woman girl called uh or name <laughs> name <laughs> i don't know female. Female, her, person. Her, yeah, female person uh named uh, nina paley let's keep it short uh <laughs> and uh she uh, she basically gave away the movie it doesn't say how much she spent making it but it looks really great um and she made a lot of money, of, actually, just from donations. Um, it okay. says it says here that uh, she got twenty three thousand dollars in the donations. You're kidding! Wow, it's insane. Yeah, and she sold merchandises and uh, DVDs on her uh, website for nineteen thousand dollars, and uh, she got twenty. Let me see. Okay, it sold. Uh, it got twenty-two thousand dollars in uh, box office, uh, and out of that, that was only she only got three thousand dollars. And then there was DVD distribution and broadcast television rights uh, for another six thousand. This is so far, and then four thousand for uh, sh- uh, just a private show in uh, in uh, Seattle cinema, something like that. So that's that's fifty-five thousand dollars that she made out of um, this movie, uh, out of just giving it away. Just by putting it free online. Yeah. Uh, and as I said, it doesn't say how much she uh, spent making it. And I'm guessing it would be probably more than fifty or about $5,000 because it looks like uh, really great. But Oh, she, is this the Indian? Yeah. And she'll oh, keep making was... money on this. So, um, you know. Yeah, I, I'll, uh, I haven't, I've only seen clips. I was going to wait. Uh, because it's been up it. on Cartoon Brew, this, right? The, the clip for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Many times. Okay. Yeah. So this is interesting. Sense. Do you guys think yeah, there's uh, an opportunity for other filmmakers to do something like this, or is this like going to be like three or four people doing the same th- thing, and then no one's going to make any money anymore? Yeah, I, th- I think it is because there was that filmmaker, Australian filmmaker, who spent six years making his film. It was recently. Uh, uh, he's put it online. A short uh, or? Yeah, it's a short. It's about a guy who gets on a bus. And there's this goldfish next to him. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make any typical sense. Typical day on a bus. On the bus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's it's a really nice film. But I I, I think you can uh, you can now 
you know, he's now made the DVD available to buy. So, uh, it, you know, I, I, I've, I've bought it anyway, just to help. But, yeah, uh, cool. Well, $23,000 just for in donations. That's insane. It's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah, but I don't think anyone making a movie online and putting it on uh, YouTube is going to make the same amount of money. It's a film actually, any, sorry. Yeah, it's a film any good? Has anyone seen it? I have, actually, I've just I seen the clips. It. Okay. It's probably good. Yeah, I'm just amazed that, that, that it's possible to actually make that much money. Because it's, it's a short, right? It's not like a feature length. It's a feature. You can't, Isn't geez. it? I don't know. I thought so. Okay, let's assume it's a feature, but still it's... Uh, let me jump onto uh, YouTube and have a look. Fifty-five thousand dollars—that's that's quite a bit. Well, it's not that much when you think about it, but still, it's for free. And that's pretty good. That's yeah. why I said if if it's a feature, that's not nearly enough to cover the. No, because I was just thinking like if fifty-five thousand dollars—that's more or less like a, a bit over a year's wage uh, for one but person. She, but if she did it in her spare time while she was working full time you know yeah you know, she did it in the evenings then uh, she did the whole thing well <laughs> no one really knows much about see the things lose but <laughs> but it's, she got it's, it, it, it is a feature by the way it's okay. one hour and 20 21 minutes jeez i have to, i'm gonna have to look into this just to kind of make, yeah. make sense out of it but. we'll put the link to the movie on uh, our site uh so that was this week's um uh news Let's move on to the movie review. So this week's movie review is the first movie in our very special animated Christmas marathon. We saw Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol from 1962 this week, and here's a clip from the trailer. The wonderful charm of a Christmas carol, together with the happiness of Snow White, both on one big wonderful show. Beautiful Snow White, the valiant Prince Charming, the Wicked Queen, and seven devilish dwarfs, lovable Tiny Tim, the cruel Scrooge. Mr. Magoo presents The Happy Show, a Christmas carol and Snow White in color. Rated G. All right, so this week we watched, uh, as Ala mentioned, the TV special, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. Uh, directed by animator Abe Lebitov, whose animation resume is longer than my arm. Uh, well, you mentioned he'd be working with Chuck Jones, but he's done lots of Bugs Bunny and Daffy shorts. Yeah. And that, sorry. Yeah, sorry. He started at Leon. You know, I can't pronounce this guy. Schlesinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Schlesinger. Superman, yeah. Schlesinger. Yeah, before it was Warner Brothers Studios. Yeah. But the, the thing that really got me laughing was uh, it's written for the screen by Barbara Chain, who also... Uh, recently, or in the 80s, she was writing for He-Man, Masters of the Universe, Punky Brewster, Rambo, and The Mask. <laughs> All shows that I really loved as a kid. But, um, yeah. Um, you still play with your He-Man dolls, don't you? Yeah. They, they, <laughs> I don't diss He-Man. It. I wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> I will gladly diss uh, He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I know this is, a, this is a big favorite of yours, Will. Um, so uh, yeah. why don't you give us a recap of uh, Mr. Magoo? And then we can tear it apart after that. Great. Well, you know, UPA was... Uh, well, this was done by the UPA studio. Anyway, this was uh, a UPA film. It was the first Christmas special of its kind. Uh, Mr. Magoo uh, is UPA's biggest star. He first appeared in 1949 in The Ragtime Bear. And uh, Mr. Magoo is often known for his nearsightedness, often mistaking objects for what they really are. Did that make any sense? We'll fix it in the editing room. Yeah. Basically, he's nearsighted. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We actually see that once in this uh in this movie. He blinks in, or in something the beginning. Like that. 
He yeah. uh, sees something that he mistakes for something else. I can't remember what. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, I think it's someone else's arm, but it's a chicken leg. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought or this was going to be a, it's kind of like a parody of uh, the um, the original Christmas Carol, and it sort of wasn't. It's 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 just a stage play uh, with some songs added to it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I really sound insulted. Like, hey, yeah. come on, this wasn't. It, the problem now is that you can't see my face, so you can't see, see that I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have cameras this time. But did you like? Did you like the? Uh, I don't know if there was adverts used when this was first broadcast, but. When the the act ended, yeah, they do like the, the intermission. Act. Yeah, with uh, that was that, uh, that's a really cool use of uh, the adverts. You know, well, it, let's work around the adverts. It was really nicely yeah. done. It I wasn't like that. clumsy. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's too many good things about this film, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've got your uh, opinions. <laughs> no, I really loved the the opening sequence of the movie. I thought that was a really uh, great start. And I love the designs and I love the the, the the fonts and I love the the backgrounds and the color schemes and and the music too is really great. Yeah, uh, which it's, kind of it's very set... clean uh, clean graphic design, very colorful. I like but it. It yeah. works really well. Um, Typical UPA. <laughs> yeah, well, did this this was. Uh, UPA was just about to shut down because they'd run out of money. So uh, mm. this this was actually animated in two separate studios. It wasn't actually animated in the UPA studios. Okay. So, so that might explain why the animation is not as nice as the earlier Mr. Magoo shorts, which have won Oscars and things. Yeah, it's so, very uh, limited, the animation. Yeah, it's, it's like the first TV animation, really, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, you grew up on Mr. Magoo. No, I didn't grow up on it. Okay. No. In the this- 60s? No, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but you still have watched it as a kid, I mean. Great no, insult, by the way. Yeah. Kudos. <laughs> Thank you, Morton. It's all right. <laughs> Thank you, He-Man. There was... Uh, no, I, I got introduced to him whilst I was at college. You know, Mr. Okay. Magoo was always around, but, you know, there was Droopy and Mr. Magoo, which were my favourites. I just like the fact that Mr. Magoo mistook... Uh, you know, he didn't see what he was yeah. shaking his hand with. But in this film, they, when he is Scrooge... They lose all of that. He he opens his eyes all the time. That's my only complaint of the film is that he isn't Mr. Magoo enough. He's he's too able. He can see things that are happening and yeah, yeah. and then when he then when he finishes playing Scrooge, he's blind again and uh, acting yeah, a fool and causing all of these accidents like he does in his early shorts. Because so I, I, I sorry, yeah, I thought they're going to incorporate that more into the film, but uh, yeah. Because I don't have any relationship or rela- relationship with <laughs> uh, Mr. McGee. I never grew up with Mr. McGee. And this is actually the first time I actually watched a whole uh, well, uh, short or a, um, a, t- a feature with, with Mr. McGee. And I was actually okay. a bit surprised about the character because um, it's, it's strange having an, uh, a main character not seeing his eyes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was, but uh, I, I love the character. It's just he's, he's um, like character design wise, actually enjoyed the, all this, the secondary characters in the movie more. Than actually, yeah. Mr. Magoo. He's he's really? actually quite an ugly character. I think. I think he was the best of the the lot. Did you really? see Gerald McBoing Boing in there? Was he in there? Uh, yeah, it was Tiny Tim. Was that Tiny Tim? Oh, it was the same design they used for Gerald McBoing oh. Boing, which was right. UPA's uh, Oscar-winning short based on the Doctor Zeus story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what you said about the script. Um, uh, they they kind of kept the original script of the the Christmas Carol story. They didn't change many many lines. The only thing changed in there, I think, was the 
uh, the beginning and the end, and then there was a few songs that uh, some guy wrote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, really, you really enjoyed the songs. Yeah. I actually did enjoy the songs. The, I think that wow. was the that was the best thing of the whole thing. I like the raspberry raspberry dressing song, and yeah, uh, that was sweet. Yeah, that was really good. Um, but uh, the story for me, it was like. Uh, I've seen the whole thing before, and if it's the first time you see it, that's that's a different thing. But it, it, now that everyone's anyone, everyone's read this story and everyone's seen this story in so many incarnations, it, this doesn't really work for me because it's it's not really that funny. And and it, it, it's great that they dare not to be funny, but it's it yeah, it doesn't it doesn't give anything extra to the story. It's heartwarming, yeah. but uh, doesn't add much. Did you, get a, did you get a Christmassy feel from watching it? Yeah, I sort of, I sort of did. It's a bit early. It's uh, this is early uh, December, so uh, I'm not quite in the mood yet. <laughs> so your so your nuts weren't even warmed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I think roasted, they should have put sorry. some more uh, humor into it. What do you think about the story? Uh, let's start with Will actually, just because uh, you're the one that know this story from. You've seen it so many times, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I agree with you. I mean, I hadn't watched it for about five, six years. So uh, when I watched it last week, I I was surprised by the lack of humour in it. And uh, yeah. and and before that, I watched a lot of Mr. Magoo's shorts, and uh, it was really uh, noticeable how different he was as a character when he played Scrooge. And to be honest, I was disappointed they didn't put mis- more of Mr. Magoo into that story where. Where really Mr. Magoo's character does is just cause accidents. He just leaves this trail of destruction. Yeah. And I thought they were, you know, I thought uh, to take his character and incorporate that into the Christmas Carol story would be would have been a lot funnier. Uh, but exactly. But, but having watched it now, I, 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 what really attracts me to the film is just the the art direction and all the designs and the colours they use. It's it's. Uh, it's so great, especially the opening sequence when he's driving down Broadway to get to the theatre, to get on stage. It's, mm-hmm. uh, there's really nice use of of uh, colours and, and just what, what it feels like to go down Broadway with all the lights flashing. And, uh, but yeah, to be honest, I think it, it does lack a bit of humour, uh, especially in the, the telling of the story. Seems because... like a bit like a cop out, just just to take an old story and wrap it uh, in a nice uh, in nice color designs and uh, just an intro and an outro. Yeah, because that's basically what they did. And it, although it's a nice story uh, in itself, it doesn't add anything. So uh, what's the point? No, no, I, I can see your point, but I, I think a lot of people grew up with this film and it was the first of its kind. Sure. So I think it holds a, a special place for a lot of. Uh, yeah. It does put it in perspective that it, it was actually made in 1962. Well, yeah. You also say that having a TV special like this was actually quite unique for that time as well. Yeah, it was, it was one of the first, really. Mm. Okay. And, uh, and of course, then you've got the Flintstones following that, and then you've got all the, the limited anim- animation coming through. So it kind of set a precedent for it, really. Yeah, but the uh, thing the thing with this movie to me is that the setup of the movie is better than the actual the Christmas Carol <laughs> story to me because it's yeah. it's just I love the the pacing and the 
there's so much going on in the, in the first 10 minutes and then when you actually start the Christmas Carol it's just like everything slows down and even the storytelling is quite slow I think it, but if it you just... haven't seen the movie before uh, that would be a different thing wouldn't it seeing the I'm, I mean if you haven't read the Christmas Carol story before yeah, it might be because um, yeah it's like you said because we all know it so well it's kind of you expect something new or I don't yeah yeah is there anything more we should say about this? I laughed out uh, loud when the one ghost said, touch my robe. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. That's, that may, that's maybe just sad. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's sad. a couple of good lines in there. Yeah, but I was but, actually, I actually got quite um, sentimental when uh, Ebenezer Scrooge sees his, uh, himself as a kid and they sing that song together. Yeah. That got yeah. me all kind of yeah. That was really great. Sobby and as I said, the, the songs are really the best thing about this. And this, the guy, I don't know who made it, but those songs. But he's a really ta- talented guy. the 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 songs are really complicated or advanced uh, songs. They're they're not uh, just your average uh, musical song. They're really really great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and there's uh, I'll just that there's also a book available about the making and. Uh, of uh, nice. Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, which you can buy, which which I've ordered, so it's got lots and lots of nice uh, images from the production artwork and uh, concept work, and uh, there'll be a link on the show, I assume. So, Great. Uh, so, so yeah. Martin, where do you want to put this on your list? I'll put this. Um, it's a tough. It's TV special and all. I'd, I'd write it. I'd put it <laughs> above uh, Coonskin and below Three Caballeros. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. Between uh, <laughs> in between the three cobblers and Kunskin. Damn. Uh, where do you want to put it, uh, Will, on your list? I've only, I haven't got a list, so it's <laughs> number you, one, I suppose. You have a list now. <laughs> do I? It's your number one. Well, I, I don't know what my list is. Uh, I don't know what else is in my list. <laughs> I can't believe you you rate this your number one. Uh, okay, we'll, well see no. some changes later later on. I don't know. Uh, I, <laughs> this is the first film I've reviewed on it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just wait no. until we've seen Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That'll get yeah. Yeah, That's going to change everything. Yeah. I, th- I think, <laughs> yeah, I think Mr. Magoo might be bumped down a bit there. But, uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> as, as you said, uh, next oh. week we'll be watching uh, the second movie in our very special animated Christmas marathon. <laughs> and uh, that's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. <laughs> there's by Kiso Nakashima. And Larry Romer or Romer or Reamer or something like that. (laughs) We'll figure it out until next week. Yeah. Okay. Will, thank you so much for uh, helping us out. Uh, The only thing left now is to round up this week's ACP. So as your guest, or hopefully guest, we'll be back next week with more animation-related news. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. That's com slash news. And please leave us a voicemail on Skype. Our username is, as always, Animation Conversation, one word. Remember to visit our swag shop. That's where you'll find your ACP t-shirts, mugs, and monkey suits. And send us your tips, feedback, or whatever comes into your mind, your brain. That's at feedback at animationconversation.com. And please read the show notes where we put all the links related to this show. And our address is, as always, www. <clears throat> Sorry, I want to apologize for my cold. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> animationconversation.com <laughs> That's it for this week's Animation Conversation Weekly News. Until next time, have fun and animate. Bye. 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 You should have finished okay. it with I Have the Power Board. <laughs> By the power of oh, the <laughs> Thank you.
that the child is, is young Ebenezer Scrooge. You see, he is left here all alone. Nobody wants him. Poor lad. Oh, poor lonely child. Poor lonely child. When you're alone, alone in the world, when you're alone in the world, blown the way leaves get blown in the world, swirl the way leaves get swirled. Listening to your heels when you walk, making a lonely clack. And for each hand was planned for the world. Why don't my fingers reach? Millions of grains of sand in the world. Why such a lonely beach? Where is a voice to answer mine back? Let us see another Christmas.